What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode. I'm so happy you're joining me today. Today's a workout Wednesday, and in today's show, I'm answering a listener question that is... It's specifically about rest periods. Now, this is a coaching client of mine, someone I wrote a program for, and uh, basically the question is on my programming in there is, you know, you have different rest periods written out, kind of just wondering the reasoning behind this, right? Trusting yet verifying, which I really like, which is trusting the program, but, you know, why is it this way? Being curious, trying to understand it, which I which I really admire. So this question uh, it took me the whole episode to answer, but I get a little deep into it. I try to keep the science pretty simple, uh, but kind of explain the differences of resting just a short amount of time or a longer amount of time between sets and between exercises in your workouts. Hopefully this sheds some light. Uh, if you ask this question, and hopefully this sheds some light on your own workout rest, and so you know if you're resting enough or maybe if you're resting too much depending on your goals. Today's show is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people get lower rates in their life insurance. Uh, to see if you qualify, you can learn more by going to healthiq.com slash triple F or mention the promo code triple F when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Let's get down to today's show about rest periods at Workout Wednesday. Let's go, guys. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, guys? Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Triple F Podcast, and today is a Workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday. Today I'm talking fitness, I'm talking workouts, and answering a listener question in this episode. The question says, going to get right down to it, everybody. What is, this, what is the significance in resting after sets? In the workout I have, which I wrote, the rest varies from 30 seconds to two minutes. Why the differences? So this is a coaching client of mine, someone I wrote a workout program for, focused on obstacle course racing, focused on gaining some strength and just injury prevention in general. Uh, so uh, kind of a strength conditioning program is really what I put together uh, for this client. Now it was... It was a program based around getting stronger, but also uh, catering to the needs of maybe some areas that were beat up, right? And making sure that nothing was more injured and that that you know, you're t- in tip-top shape to go run an obstacle course race. So I'm going to answer that question in today's episode about resting. Good question. It has a lot of science rooted into it, a lot of exercise physiology kind of stuff. I'm going to get into that a little bit, but I'm going to try to keep it keep it pretty basic and try to keep it... Uh, really understandable stuff that well, you wouldn't really find in a textbook, but just stuff that's maybe a little more practical. That's kind of the goal of today's show. Uh, if you guys have a question that you want me to answer on the podcast, just go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact. The word triple, the letter F, the word podcast.com slash contact and ask your question in that form. Best place to ask your question is right there or Stoltz Fit on Instagram. Uh, but let's get into this question. 
So yes, in my programming, I do vary the the rest times from anywhere from 30 seconds. Even I have some zero rest exercises where you're going one exercise to another or a circuit type of training. I go from that short all the way up to like two minutes. And in my own training, sometimes it even ends up being three minutes. So why the vast differences, right? Why can't someone just rest 60 seconds every single time? Why can't someone rest... 45 seconds, 30 seconds. I'll tell you a little bit about being a personal trainer is that this is a problem that a lot of people, that you really run into with a lot of people. I noticed this especially in uh, people who were kind of new to weightlifting and that is that they don't really want to rest, right? They don't want to take that time uh, and really rest and replenish their inj- their en- energy systems, excuse me, and they they are ready to go after 30 seconds, right? They're like, why are we sitting here for a minute and a half, two minutes, two and a half minutes, even three minutes? Why are we waiting this long? What am I supposed to do during this time? It's boring. I like the, you know, keeping it more intense, get me sweating, get me tired. These are things you run into as a personal trainer all the time. It's very common. And I don't know if that's where this question is coming out of, but I do know that that's a concern of a lot of people is, you know, why such a long rest? Is this really necessary? Uh, or even on the opposite side, if you're on that opposite side, would be, you know, such a short rest. Is it okay if I rest a little bit longer? Well, the answer is that it's really not. The, que- the, the answer is that in my programming and uh, in any good programming that programs in rest times, which I think everyone everyone should if you don't have a knowledge of it, uh, it's going to have specific rest times based on actual goals, right? And the goals of the various rest times is for three things basically and these might kind of overlap but really these three things are are very necessary so the rest time should accomplish replenishing the the energy system that you're trying to use to accomplish your goal that's that's number one number two is going to be to basically uh, reinvigorate your muscles right get your muscles rested up to be able to perform to perform the next set to your maximum ability Number three is to give the central nervous system enough of a rest to get amped up again for the next set. So what I mean by that, those last two, the, the first one is the, is the energy systems, which I'll get into in a little bit. But the second two, the last two, are basically replenishing your muscles and replenishing your nervous system. And the best way that you could that you could test this and see this actually in, in, in your own programming and in your own workouts is to do, let's say, a high rep set of deadlifts, okay? This is going to be really difficult. High rep sets of deadlifts are not fun. They are, they feel like cardio. They're they're miserable, right? So, I mean, do a set of 12 of deadlifts. Do five sets of 12 on deadlift with a good amount of weight on there, at least 60, 65% of your one rep max. So that, you know, for me, it would look something like 250 pounds is what I would do for my, for my sets of 12. If I'm doing 250 pounds for 12 reps, it's going to be a tough set. It's going to be it's going to be tiring. It's going to get my muscles tired, and it's going to really drain me right in the central nervous system. This is something that you kind of have to stay in touch with and realize that it's happening internally. So I need that time period. I'm probably going to rest uh, anywhere from two to three minutes between that set, and that's for a couple reasons. Number one is to replenish the, the energy systems, which I'll get into, and then number two is replenish those muscles. Basically, it means get them ready to go again. Let them rest so you can continue to do 
the same weight of the same exercise with the same form as you did at the very first rep of the first set, right? So I don't want to have my second set of deadlifts be all sloppy with a rounded back. I want to be able to keep my back neutral, keep the spine stable, and use my hamstrings the right way, right? This is just an example, but it's something you could think about. And if your muscles are tired, you jump into that exercise too soon, by rep four, five, or six, you'll probably be in a compromised position because your muscles aren't prepared yet. And and in the similar boat is your central nervous system. If I'm if I go too quick into the exercise, even if my muscle endurance is spot on and I'm able to do my 12 reps, I might not be able to put forth the same effort because my nervous system is pretty depleted, right? It's pretty worn out. And that's that's basically how overtraining occurs, not necessarily in the workout program, but between sessions. If you train twice a day for three weeks, you'll probably end up with a pretty drained central nervous system. You'll feel run down, tired, even depressed, and that's overtraining, right? So it's your central nervous system not being able to catch up. And that can happen within the session as well, which is why such long rest is sometimes important. So why do I program? Um, yeah, I got, I'll get into this. I was going to maybe cut back and go to energy systems really quick, but I guess I'll just answer the question, why do I program such a various difference in, in, in different things? There's a few things that go into it. One of them is going to be the purpose of the movement, okay? That's going to be the purpose of why am I putting these exercises together? Why am I putting these sets together in this specific workout, right? So a 30-second rest period would probably be placed somewhere where I'm trying to focus on a pump in a muscle, right? Trying to get blood flow in there. Maybe it's for an endurance. You're going to see high reps, four sets of 12, four sets of 20, that kind of thing. And they're going to be exercises that aren't that stressful on the nervous system and aren't very compound movements, right? I think you need a lot of rest for those compound movements, which is squats, deadlifts, overhead presses, uh, pull-ups, these kind of things. However, I do think that in isolation movements or bodyweight movements, you can a lot of times lower that rest period and be just fine for the injury portion of it. So you can, anything with a machine, anything with a band, anything with a cable, even some light dumbbell stuff is fine uh, for with some shorter rest periods, right? And then on the other side of it, I program in the longer rest periods on the big compound movements, focus on strength, right? The goal of the shorter ones was the the pump or endurance, uh, or just trying to get a lot of volume in a short amount of time on a muscle group that responds to that really well, right? Like the rear delts, for example, I always program high reps, low rest for shoulders, and that's because they respond very well to frequency and high volume. Uh, however, on the other hand, that I program two or three minutes of rest for something like a barbell squat because that's going to be a lot of muscle groups that need to be that need to be um, replenished. It's going to be hard in your nervous system because it's very compound. You have to be in a proper position every rep to avoid injury, right? So it's important that you actually take the time to rest. And then also, we really want the 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 energy systems that we're going to use to be completely replenished we don't want uh, to rely on other energy systems whereas in smaller exercises with lighter weights and maybe more reps it's not really going to matter so in general strength work higher rest periods endurance pump hypertrophy work lower rest periods anywhere in between is probably going to be a general recommendation so both of those in this example in this question are quite extreme a rest of 30 seconds is not hardly anything in my opinion unless you're actually doing cardio 
that's really just for an endurance pump kind of set. Uh, two minutes is way on the other end of a full-blown strength exercise where that's the only goal, right? So in this client's program, it's a strength conditioning program. So it varies from one end to the other. Starts in the two-minute range because you're focusing on strength first. And as the workout progresses, that rest period is going to get lower and lower because we're focusing on smaller and smaller muscle groups in safer and safer movements with lighter and lighter weight, right? And the the, the rest periods in between 30 seconds and two minutes, which is where some people's programs I write hang out in, that 60-second to 90-second range, that's just to replenish the the uh, the energy system is to replenish the muscles just enough to do the movement again because it's not super stressful right it's it's all depending on the program the exercise and the load really focusing on that intensity today's show is brought to you by health iq health iq uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for people like you guys who take your health seriously, right? It's just like getting a lower rate on your car insurance for driving safely. Why don't you insure you, right? You insure your car, why not you? You have health insurance, why not life insurance? Uh, it, it helps you qualify for a lower rate if you do take your health if you take your health seriously. Uh, 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. To see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com slash triple F and just check that out. See if you qualify. Great company, great purpose, great idea, and it definitely makes sense to me. That's healthiq.com slash triple F. Workout Wednesday. Okay, so now let's dig into the science of this a little bit more, right? I'm not going to go crazy into the into the energy systems. I'm just going to briefly explain what they teach as far as exercise physiology is concerned on the different energy systems in case you're not aware. And then some maybe a couple myths really regarding them. Some things you can take away from it as well, right? I just want to get you with some takeaways, some practical things uh, that aren't too complicated that you can explain to someone asking you in the gym, for example. Uh, so there's a few different energy systems that you, need to, that you need to keep in mind. They're basically based on intensity and duration is how the body uses these these energy systems, right? These are questions that like the strength coach tests, the personal training tests, they love to ask these different questions about what energy system is used during a certain activity. So the first energy system is going to be the ATP-CP system. That's going to be ATP, basically instant energy, and then CP is creatine phosphate, which is just a source of energy in the body, right? That's going to be for very short, powerful bursts of exercise. You're going to look at anything from six to eight seconds. So the questions that these tests like to ask is going to be a vertical jump, a 10-yard sprint, right? What energy system do these use? And it's going to be it's going to be that one. Those are the, for the quick bursts. It's the one rep max of the deadlift, right? You're using that energy system and it takes a long time to fully to fully recover, okay? So you're going to look at, it's something around a one to 15 ratio of work to rest that it's going to take to replenish that energy system. So if you do work for, uh, let's say four seconds is all, you need at least a minute to 
to, to rest. And most of the time you want to be safe and rest longer than that, almost double, just to be sure that you're replenishing it completely. Because if you don't replenish it, it's not going to go well, right? You don't have that, that energy. This is literally where your energy comes from in your body to perform mechanical movements. You have the ATP CP system. You, and then the next system is the glycolytic system. Uh, glycolytic system is the is the anaerobic system anaerobic meaning without oxygen so this is the system that doesn't utilize oxygen it is it's just gonna it's basically gonna just give you give you energy for for up to two minutes somewhere in that in that zero to two minute range probably more in the 30 second to two minute range uh things like a i don't know it depends how fast you are i guess but a a 300 meters sprint maybe a 200 meter sprint 400 meter sprint it's going to be something like that right where you're looking at this kind of middle ground and then after that you have your aerobic system meaning with oxygen which is going to primarily burn uh, fat right for it's fat fat oxidation and that's kind of what is used when you're at rest as well so if you're sitting here listening to this podcast maybe you're sitting in your car you're at work uh what wherever you listen to the podcast you're probably in that oxidative system right now uh, and that's that's pretty standard however as you do these other activities you're going to use these other sources of fuel so one one myth i guess i'll kind of address right now is that these are kind of in a ladder right this is this is how this is how a lot of physiology classes kind of give you the impression of how energy systems work is that one will activate it'll completely be used up it'll move on to the next one that'll be completely used up it'll go into the next one right so if you do work for about three minutes you're going to you're going to use your atp system gone you're going to use your your glycolytic system and then that's gone then you're going into your aerobic system that's that's not the case it in, in fact your all your energy systems all three are going to turn down they're going to turn on simultaneously right and then they're going to just up or down regulate based on the intensity so the duration the duration is what decides which energy system gets used but the intensity is is what is what causes the upregulation or downregulation. So even if you're going hard for 30 seconds or one minute, right, your your glycolytic system, because that's in that time period, might be doing most of the work, right? It might be doing a lot of it, and that's really what the answer to that question would be. However, your your aerobic system is also working hard because it's trying to support that movement, right? They're all turned on. They're just upregulated and downregulated based on the intensity of the exercise. So it's really important to, to consider that is that you have to replenish your, all your energy systems basically with your resting, right? And that's what a lot of people don't understand, I think, is that you think it's just ready whenever your mind feels ready or your muscles aren't too tired anymore, but really there's a lot going on internally. You have to make new ATP. You have to replenish creatine phosphate. You have to, you know, buffer this lactic acid out of your muscles. There's all these different scientific biological things going on in your body that that rest helps support, right? And the only reason for the rest is to make sure you have the energy to perform each rep to your to your very best. That's how I can keep it simple, right? Started to get a little complicated here, which, you know, maybe you guys liked, maybe you didn't. But basically, Yes, even though all these biological scientific things are happening inside your body, what it really boils down to is making the most of the amount of time that you're actually that you're actually working, right? You're 
at rest for most of your day. You're focusing on things that aren't that aren't working out, right? You don't always work out. It's going to be just for maybe an hour a day, maybe only three days a week that you're going to be going through that workout. So it's important that you realize that that one hour you need to make the most of it, right? There's part of it saying maybe you need to make the most out of your 23 hours that are left, but don't forget about that one hour workout. Make sure you put in your full effort and you can only do that if you're ready for each rep, ready for each set, ready for each exercise to the maximum ability. And we're trying to squeeze in a lot of work into one little hour, right? That's another thing to consider is that in a perfect world, maybe you would do a mobility workout in the morning. Maybe you do you know, some endurance work in the late morning, then you'd strength train for a couple hours. Then later on that night, you could do, you know, some, some anaerobic conditioning and then end with another mobility workout. That's almost, you know, a full day of training and you would, you would taper it and make sure that would, that it wouldn't overtrain you. But people don't really work like that, right? Who's going to be able to train all day? So we have to squeeze it into a 45-minute, one-hour session. You've got to get your strength work, your hypertrophy, your endurance, your mobility all jammed into one session. So it's important that you utilize the rest periods to really to really get the full benefits of everything, right? Hopefully that kind of answered this question and hopefully hopefully I was able to explain why I have such a varying amount of rest, right? Whether it's hypertrophy, endurance, just trying to get a lot of volume or maybe it's a strength movement, maybe you need all that energy system replenished, but hopefully after today's episode you have a better understanding kind of how that works. That's this episode. That's this Workout Wednesday. Thank you for joining me. If you have a question you want answered, go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact. Always link in the full description of the show. Thank you for joining me for another Workout Wednesday. I'll see you guys Friday. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. 